Hi everyone, Brian Sussman here, the Another Chance Daily Devotion. We're reading the book of Hebrews, and we're specifically taking note from a book by Andrew Murray, written in 1894, called The Holiest of All. We are about to receive in this book of Hebrews a warning. The danger of neglecting so great a salvation. The danger of neglecting so great a salvation. So as we get into this, let's take a moment to pray. Please just close your eyes, bow your head. If you're driving, be careful. Two hands on the wheel. Look straight forward. And the beauty is, you know, our spirit is connected to his spirit. His home is in our heart. Our home is in his heart. So you can do this while driving. You can. He will honor your prayer, even though you've got to keep two hands on the wheel, eyes straight ahead. Let's go. Lord, thank you for so great a salvation. Lord, thank you for saving us from a pit that was connected to hell. Thank you for opening our eyes and illuminating us to your truth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for our sins, past, present, and future. Thank you for being raised from the dead. Thank you for the many witnesses that saw you raised from the dead and those who saw you ascend into heaven where you now sit at the right hand of the Father. Oh, so great a salvation, Lord. I don't, I don't know where we would all be without your saving grace. I think of personally, I, I, I have no idea. I didn't even want to go there. So instead we concentrate on you. We forget about our past. We concentrate on you. We worship you today. In your son's name, the holiest of all, amen. We're in chapter 2 of the book of Hebrews, and we're going to be concentrating right now on verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. I'm reading from the King James Version. That's the version brought forward in this book, Holiest of All, but I'll read it first in the King James Version. Then I think just to get a more modern sense of what this word is saying, I'll flip over to the New International Version. So here it is in the King James. Therefore, we ought to give more earnest heed to the things that were heard, lest we haply drift away. For if the words spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? which having at the first been spoken through the Lord was confirmed unto us by them that heard. God also bearing witness with them, both by signs and wonders and by manifold powers and by gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. Okay, now let me flip over to the New International Version. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? 
This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. So, Lord, we just pray that you will give us a wonderful illumination as to what you are saying in this particular passage. You know, for years, I'm just telling you for years, I did not understand these four verses. I I really didn't. I just didn't, they didn't resonate with me initially. But over the years, as I've been able to study, over the years, as I've been able to be in fellowship with wonderful men and women of God who, who have been able to bring great light to the scriptures, and of course, the Holy Spirit. I've been able to get a better grip on what this says. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so we don't drift away. I have known so many friends, perhaps you were such a person who drifted away. I mean, I guess I could say I've drifted away in the past. But I don't think about the past. I think about, I think about right now with Jesus. What is he saying to me right now? I have dear friends who have drifted away. And they're just not interested in Jesus any longer. That's why we must pay careful attention to what we've heard. And and the writer of Hebrews says this, For since the message spoken through angels was binding. Now we've just gone through many prophecies in, in the first chapter. And of course, the New Testament is filled with, with angels speaking truth regarding his coming regarding his deity. The angels have spoken. They've provided various signs and wonders. How shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? Friends, you can run, but you can't hide. The salvation that the Lord provides is above and beyond all that we could ever imagine. And yet some try to run and escape. This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to to us by those who heard him. So the writer is saying, listen, I've read the Old Testament scriptures. I get it. Messiah was to come, to die, to be raised from the dead, to sit at the right hand of the Father. Guess what? We know people who witnessed this. We know people who were with him. Some of you knew Mary, his mother, <laughs> who, who the angel spoke to. Some of you saw him dead on a cross. Some of you saw him raised from the dead. Some of you saw him ascend into heaven. They had witnesses back then. They literally knew people who saw all of this. Can you imagine? Verse 4 says, God also testifies to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. So, in this day and age, we don't know anybody who was there, but we have signs, we have wonders, we have miracles, we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit that have been distributed to the saints according to his will. So now let's go to see what Andrew Murray says regarding these four verses from chapter 2. 
How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? He brings forth that particular verse and says this, The gospel does not, as so many think, lessen, it increases our danger. It does not diminish, but will terribly intensify the soreness of punishment in those who neglect it. Are you listening to this, friends? I, I, I didn't say this. This is Andrew Murray commenting with his brilliant, brilliant insight from the Holy Spirit on these verses. It does not diminish, but will terribly intensify the soreness of punishment in those who neglect it. Oh, let us sound out warning. It is not only positive enmity or open sin that will be punished. No, simply not taking earnest heed and just drifting away unconsciously with the current of worldliness and half-hearted religion, neglecting to give the great salvation that supremacy, that entire devotion which it claims, it is this which will render escape impossible. He goes on to say, And what is the motive that will stir men to heed? The answer is this, so great a salvation. The insight into the more abundant glory, the divine, the all-surpassing greatness of this salvation is what will compel men willingly and joyfully to give up all and buy this pearl of great price. And wherein does the greatness of this salvation consist? In that it comes from us through the triune God, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's revealed as combining to work out this salvation for us. Listen, he says, so great salvation, which having at the first been spoken by the Lord, was confirmed unto us by them that heard. So great salvation, as it reads in the King James, or as I just read to you in the New International Version, so great a salvation. Either way, this was first spoken by the Lord, God also bearing witness by both signs and wonders and by manifold powers. God the Father himself set his seal from heaven on the preaching of the word. The existence of his church is his standing sign and wonder, the proof of his divine power. Now listen to what Murray says next. Buckle up for this one. He says this, Not to take heed, to neglect the great salvation, is nothing less than despising God himself. If you don't take heed, if you turn away from this great salvation, you have despised God himself. God also bearing witness by distributions of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Not only did God bear witness to the great salvation by signs and wonders and powers, but above all, by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, in Hebrew, the Ruach HaKodesh, sent down from heaven. The Holy Spirit is God come to dwell on earth to strive and plead and testify in the hearts of men. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to go through this, this myriad of priests to get to the Holy of Holies. Thank you, Lord, that the Holy of Holies is within us. Mind-boggling. He says, There is no fellowship with the Father but through the Son, and no fellowship with the Son and His salvation but through the Holy Spirit in us. Let us enter the study of Christ's person and work in this epistle, in this faith. This is amazing stuff. I mean, think about it. God, Adonai, the Lord, the three-in-one comes to us. The Lord preached, the Father bore witness, the Holy Spirit came as the power of God to work within us. What a salvation, Murray writes. What a salvation. And it's a sin to neglect it, my friends. Andrew Murray finalizes this with a prayer. It's just one sentence, but it is so wonderful. He says, may God reveal to us as we study this epistle, the book of Hebrews, the glory of the so great salvation that we may indeed more abundantly take heed to it. You know, friends, these are remarkable times in which we live. The enemy seems to have been unleashed on planet Earth like like certainly we've never seen in our lifetime. And one could make the argument that we've never seen anything like this throughout history, not since the flood. This is a global, global attack by the enemy. And I've talked about this in past podcasts. But the bottom line is, I really and truly believe that every day I, I take up the flag at my house and put it down in the evening before I do so, I take a knee and I thank God that he's in control of the, of the entire world, the entire operations he's in control of. And here in the United States, where sin seems to be rampant, oh my gosh, talk about people turning away from, from the opportunity of salvation. They're, they do so with pride. They do so with arrogance. And yet at the same time, I pray that some of those, in fact, all of those who have this pride and arrogance will turn to Jesus, that their head will spin in the opposite direction and they will come to know the truth and they will allow the truth to set them free. I pray that there will be a revival that sweeps this land. I have friends in other countries who are believers and they honestly believe that if America goes down, the entire world goes down. Their hope from a geopolitical standpoint is, of course, Jesus first. But this country has been so good in not just providing physical aid, which we do very, very well, but providing spiritual equipping. The founders of this country intended on this country to be a platform for sharing the gospel worldwide. I've talked about that before in these podcasts. And so I hang my hat on that, and I really and truly believe 
that the faith of our founders and their many prayers years and years and years ago will not fall flat on their face. I'm praying that there will be a revival in this country. I'm praying that there will be people you never thought would follow Jesus. They're going to be in the kingdom. They will, they will, they will embrace so great a salvation. Lord, let it be. Please, we just rely on you. We can't rely on words. We can't rely on, on hopes. We can't rely on, we can't rely on the prayers of the past. We just pray, Father. We pray for revival. Please, Lord, let it be. We pray for revival. Please let it be, O Lord. Friends that we have who don't know you, friends that we have who slipped away, family members, maybe even family members within our, our own personal family unit, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, cousins. Oh God, please, please, Lord Jesus, may they hear your voice. May they heed your voice. May they fall on their face before you and ask forgiveness and come into your kingdom with thanksgiving in their hearts and be used of you in a mighty way to bring others into this a great salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>